On today's show, Alper and Shingun drops 24-8-8 eight eight in FIBA action. Hey, Houston fans, I am so happy. How he was able to lead Turkey's comeback over Poland in the second half of this game. The way that he makes his teammates better when he is on the basketball court. Some interesting defensive wrinkles from the Turkish national team. It's all coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. Throw it up to Jalen Green. Shingun here in the short row. Oh, my, that's the no look. Jabari for three and the win. Yeah! Look at Tarisen. Cook it. Here comes Tarisen. No! T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. The Houston Rockets select Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore. One thing I have never done is not made the playoffs, and so we want to take that step here as well. Six. What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, including YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. I want to know your favorite part of Alperin Shingun's game. Was it one of his eight dimes? Was it some of his putback opportunities offensively? Was it his post-ups? Was it his three-pointer? Was it the free-throw shooting? Let me know your favorite part of Alpi's game in this 87-84 win for Turkey over Poland, one of their series of friendly games before the official tournament action uh, starts up a little bit later this month. Now, I want to get into, on today's show, just how Alpi was able to dominate this game, the way that he led Turkey's comeback, the way that he makes his teammates better when he's on the floor with them, as well as some of the uh, interesting defensive wrinkles that the Turkish national team utilizes when LP is actually on the floor. And the first thing I want to just point out is <sighs> basketball is so much fun. I, I, I'm just in a better place mentally, emotionally when basketball is happening. And so uh, it, it was so nice to be able to sit down and, and watch this game and, and also uh, shout out to all the people who joined us in Rockets Watch to watch this game. At one point, we had like 250 people in there with us watching along. Uh, at any point during FIBA play, we are going to, streams permitting, we will have streams running in Rockets Watch, which you can find the links to in my bio and all my social medias, all that good stuff, uh, for uh, Team USA basketball, Turkish basketball, uh, Team Canada, and the Australian national team. All those teams, we will try to have streams running in Rockets Watch so you can come join with other Rockets fans and support your players, support your countries, all that good stuff. It should be a ton of fun. This game from Al Shingun was nothing short of a masterclass. First off, he came off the bench. So that's kind of an important distinction to make here. He had 24-8-8, a steal and a block on insane efficiency. He was 10 of 10 from the free throw line. He hit a three-pointer all in 26 minutes off of the bench. Now, I could be wrong on this, so don't quote me with the voice that I'm using on this podcast, uh, but we were talking about it in Rockets Watch. I guess one of the re I guess the reason he came off the bench is he his coach was frustrated with him for not making it to practice on time or something because I guess he was still overseas or I don't know the, the specifics, the logistics behind that, but he and his coach had a thing, so 
coach of the national team, of the Turkish national team, being a bit of a hard ass, I guess, decided to make an example of Alpi and bring him off the bench. So that's why Alper and Shingun was coming off the bench in this game. He also very well could have just been coming off the bench because it was a friendly and, you know, maybe they didn't care if they won or lost, that kind of thing. But he came off the bench and he had some insane production. He was far and away, no contest, Turkey's best player when he was on the basketball court. And I think the thing that really stood out to me about his game, there were a few different things that stood out about his game, and that's kind of what today's show will be about to kind of unpack some of what we saw from him. First of which is it's so refreshing to see LP work in a system that it still isn't perfect because unfortunately you have Furkan Korkmaz out there thinking he's like Turkish MJ or something, that he's going to do it all himself. And clearly he was having an off day and should have been deferring more to LP and was just taking it upon himself to do way too much offensively at times. But the Turkish team understands how to get Alper and Shingun the basketball, where to get him the basketball, and they understand how to capitalize on his gravity offensively. And that's not something that this Rockets team really did a whole lot of this past season. So seeing a team with some chemistry, some cohesion, guys who have played together before, and guys who understand, hey, Alpi is really good at a lot of stuff on the court offensively, and if we just play off of that, it's going to make our lives really easy. That was really refreshing to see. And seeing Alpi kind of manipulate Poland's defense the way that he was able to over the course of this game, kind of bending the Polish defense to his will, doing whatever he wanted, honestly, uh, was really nice. There were a lot of opportunities where he would seal his man and get guys off of, you know, like seal them down low, get good post-up opportunities. There were two or three different occasions where he got a really good seal on his guy, either early, you know, setting up early in the shot clock or running the floor in transition to where the defender for the Polish team had no choice but to foul LP. He is a foul magnet. And I made this comparison in Rockets Watch and... (laughs) It's the only good comparison I could think to make, and it's like it's kind of outlandish when you think about it. But Alperin Shingun and James Harden both have the required blend of like basketball IQ, physicals, skills, finesse, footwork, strength, all of it to roll into one package to be foul magnets, right? A lot of the ways that you see LP generate fouls and get to the free throw line are the same ways that you see Harden generate them. Like they bait, right? They bait defenders into thinking that they have something and they, they, they sell the contact a little bit more and they're a lot more physically imposing than they kind of look like they are, right? LP's a lot stronger than he looks. James is a lot stronger than he looks. So even though their play styles are drastically different, I just mean the way that they go about generating those fouls very, very similar in nature. And it worked out incredibly well for LP in this game. So I don't have his exact box score because FIBA makes it incredibly difficult to track down these box scores for God knows what reason. But he did have, he had 24, 8, and 8. He had the steal, he had the block. I don't know his specific percentages from the floor, uh, but he did go 10 of 10 at the free throw line and he did hit one three-pointer, the only one that he attempted in this game. So... Of all of his production, and I want to do get, I, I do want to get into some of the specific plays that really stood out. Uh, some of the dimes that he had that were crazy. Some of his 
rebounding, all of it. Just his overall presence in this game was was unreal. But the thing that really stood out, and I think this is something that's going to be really important for him to translate back to the NBA when the season comes back around, is the free throw shooting, right? <clears throat> We've seen LPF stretches where he can be a good free throw shooter, you know, where he shoots well from the free throw line for two, three weeks at a time. But overall, his free throw numbers have been one of the few disappointing elements of his game so far in his NBA career. So to see him go 10 of 10 at the charity stripe was a really, really encouraging sign, right? Because he is a guy that can be so uber insanely efficient, but the efficiency only matters, right? The foul, the foul drawing, all of that, getting to the free throw line only matters if you're converting on those attempts, right? If you're shooting 60% from the free throw line, 65% from the free throw line, it's not exactly like, you know, the worst thing in the world to get to the line all the time, but it's not nearly as painful if you've got a big man who's drawing fouls at an absurd rate, getting to the free throw line, you know, eight, 10 times a game. That's backbreaking stuff. So the fact that LP had 10 of his 24 points all came from the free throw line and he hit all 10 of the attempts, incredibly encouraging sign. Absolutely something that he can build on coming back to the NBA this season. So coming up, I do want to get into how he was able to spearhead the comeback for the Turkish national team in the second half, why the team ultimately looked better with him on the floor, how he made his teammates better when he was out there, so much more, as well as some of the defensive wrinkles that the Turkish national team had in place. We're going to get there in just one moment. First, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every single time they win in the regular season. Just pick any single team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory along the way. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Right now, we can take a look at the Super Bowl 58 favorites. Kansas City Chiefs at plus 600 to win it all. The Philadelphia Eagles at plus 800. The Buffalo Bills at plus 1,000, and then rounding out the rest of the top five. You also have the Cincinnati Bengals and the San Francisco 49ers all at plus 1,000 apiece. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Talking all things Alperin Shingun on today's episode. Okay, Alperin Shingun. Because he had such a phenomenal game against Poland. So I, I do want to get into this game was a little clunky. It was it felt kind of weird. So again, 87-84 win for Turkey against Poland. Uh they went into halftime tied up 37 all. Again, Alperin Shingun came off the bench. He played, you know, a good chunk of time in that first half. Uh subbed out with like two minutes to go to halftime. He wound up playing basically the entire second half. He checked in like I think like early-ish in the third quarter, maybe a little bit more than midway through the third quarter. Again, I got no play-by-play to actually check, so I'm going completely off memory here. But then he played the entire second half. He didn't check back out until the game was over. And the way that he was able to lead the comeback for this Turkish team is there's just... He just makes all of his teammates better when he's on the floor, right? There's so much... He, he knows how to utilize his gravity in the best of ways. And his teammates also understand that, right? And so I do think that when he checked back into this game in the second half, I want to say they were down, they were down like seven or eight points. Um, and then Alpi, I don't want to say single-handedly spearheaded the comeback, but he was the momentum shifter for 
the Turkish team. He was drawing fouls at an insane rate. Again, he got to the free throw line 10 times, hit all 10 of them. Uh, a good chunk of the... It, I don't know if all of the free throws were in the second half. I want to say at least eight of the 10 were in the second half. He got to the free throw line a ton in the second half of this game. But the thing that really stands out and the part about the thing about him making his teammates better when he is on the floor and how this comeback really started was because of the attention that he forces defenses to commit to him. And this is in a variety of ways. It's not just, oh, give the ball to Alpee on the low block and they're going to have to double. It's wherever he is on the floor, he makes high-quality reads. It's like he is seeing the play. He's seeing actions develop before they actually happen. He's reading the floor and processing at such a high level that you just kind of have to give him the basketball and let let him go to work. Um, and, and ideally let him go to work with players who understand how to play off of him, which his Turkish teammates know how to do quite a bit better than his Rockets teammates do at this current juncture, unfortunately. Hopefully things change a little bit moving forward with Ime Odoka, but that's just not how things looked this past season. So again, seeing Alpi in a system where his teammates actually understand how to move off of him, how to make things happen, where to drift to, all those different things. There were two plays that really stood out in my mind um, from his play in this game. And they, they both happened in the second half, two insane dimes. So, well, actually, I have three that I wanted to highlight. One of which was just a very simple, like, Alpi was setting a screen and because of the attention of one, when Alpi sets screens, they're like, they're crushing screens, right? They're not like little, little boy screens. He screens defenders when he goes to screen, uh, which affords his guards, his ball handler, uh, plenty of time to be able to navigate and figure out what they want to do. There was one possession where Alpi screened the, screened the defender. And because the big was so committed to not, allowing Alpi to have a free roll towards the basket because he'd been killing them. He stuck with Alpi. The guard gets screened and it's a basically a free driving lane to the basket because of that action, because of that very simple offensive action and how lethal Alpi had been in this game. And because he set a really good screen, it opened up a complete, a, a free drive to the basket, which then in turn forced the defense to rotate over, which then turned into a wide open three pointer. Sounds like very simple basketball, but all of that starts with, one, the screen by Alperin Shingun, and then two, the respect that the defense gives to him on the offensive side by not wanting to give him a free roll to the basket. Second play that stands out, uh, he was operating again out of the pick and roll. They kind of blitzed the ball handler in this one, and the guard was able to get the ball over the top to Alp. He was about, like, free throw line area-ish, kind of, you know, inside the semicircle. And the way the Polish defense had been kind of scattered, uh, Shanley, one of the bigs for for Turkey, who is also a three-point shooter, was had drifted out to the three-point line and had kind of, you know, drifted over towards, uh, over towards the slot a little bit. And as he was drifting, the pass went to Al P, and Al P did not even like come down with the ball. He caught the pass and immediately touched past it over to Shanley, who then drained a three-pointer. That type of processing speed and recognition in the moment, he didn't catch the ball and like land with it and look around to see what he was going to do to figure out where he was going to go. He immediately knew where he was rifling that pass to the moment it touched his fingertips and got it out to a wide-open three-point shooter, drilled it. 
And then the next one, and this was honestly my favorite of all of his passes, which you really can't go wrong because there were so many good ones to choose from. But he had the ball in the post on the left block, and they sent a double team at him. Double team comes at Alper and Shingun. He spins away from the double team going baseline, jumps, and is falling out of bounds on the baseline and throws a left-handed. He's right-handed. This is an offhand bounce pass to the opposite three-point shooter or to the opposite corner, to the three-point shooter in the opposite corner. It bounces. It gets there. Shooter drains the shot. Though that kind of facilitating is unreal. And what's crazy to me is that I've had conversations this past rocket season with members of the organization who, who have this weird belief that Al P doesn't pass enough, that he's, he's selfish with the basketball, that he doesn't look to get others involved enough. And I have pushed back on that claim so many different times because I'm like, no, he loves getting other people involved the team just doesn't know how to play with him yet because they don't have adequate coaching to actually know how to play off of this kid. And when you actually put guys in positions to be successful, then it it looks great. And that's the thing about the Turkish team is this the team knows how to utilize Alp to his strengths, right? They know how to lean into it. And as long as he touches the ball every time down, good things happen. And that's exactly what happened in the second half. He spearheaded the comeback. A lot of the offense was being run through him and from a variety of places on the floor, right? It wasn't just, you know, the monotonous, okay, dump the ball down to Al P on the block and let him go to work. No, they got it. Like, he was screening. He was rolling. He was catching the ball on the short roll. He was catching it all the way at the rim. He was he was running pick and roll himself. At one point, he drove the ball in, lobbed the ball over to the top to, uh, to Yurt7, who dunked it down over the top. Like, that was an insane pass. Um, his overall, just Alpi's basketball skill is just on another level, right? His ball handling, his playmaking for a big man shouldn't, like, you should, you don't get that kind of package usually in a big. At one point, he, early in the game, in the first half, he stole the ball and did a crossover, like a, like a, like an in and out crossover in transition right after he stole the ball and drew a foul. And then, whipped it across court for a basket that ultimately didn't count, I believe. But, like, he had that, like, slow-mo replay highlight, which looked insane in, you know, it looked insane in real time, and it looked even better when it was slowed down on the replay. And then also in the first half, he hit the Smitty going baseline. Like, he drove in from the left wing, hit the Smitty, and then he got all the way under the basket, drew two defenders, then whipped it out to the top of the key, and then that guy whipped it to the left, to the wing, and it turned into a wide-open three-pointer. So, like, you know, hockey assist on that one, but these are just not things that you expect your big man to actually be doing in a basketball game. And... He's just out there, like, he's honestly one of the most fun players that I've ever had the privilege to watch. So seeing him out there, uh, you know, representing for his country and, and and playing basketball at such a high level, hopefully he doesn't come off the bench anymore because him coming off the bench was a travesty because uh, we would have hopefully gotten to see him play a little bit longer had he not come off the bench. But it ultimately led to a Turkey W. They got the win 87-84. And I do, there were a couple things that I wanted to highlight about 
the way that he was being utilized defensively by Turkey and some of the things that we can maybe see translated back to the Rockets this season. We're going to get there in just one moment. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. One more point that I wanted to add in about the about the passing, the playmaking from Alpi, right? You know, I talked about how I, I kind of had to push back at times last season about this idea that Alpi is selfish, that he he looks to score more than he looks to pass. I really do think and I hope that we see him get back to a level of It's it's weird to say even back to a level of, I think that there was just a lot of selfish play this last year from the entirety of the team. And so while I think there was points where, you know, guys like Al P, Kevin, Jalen, Eric, whoever, were more so out to get theirs than they were to maybe make the right read or the right next play or whatever. Um, Like we just, like we never saw it. barely saw any chemistry develop between Kevin and, and Al P like all season long until like the very, it's like March for it to finally happen. Right. So I think there were some moments where there were plays where like maybe Kevin was open and Al P kept the ball or Ke- or Al P was open and Kevin kept the ball and things like that. Right. Just some selfish play across, you know, across the board for this Rockets team this past season. So hopefully that's something that Ime is able to iron out this year and really emphasize the unselfish nature of how he wants this team to ultimately play. And I do think that Alpi's skill set feeds beautifully into the idea of an unselfish team where guys are constantly looking to make the right extra pass, the right read, all that stuff. Because you see, when Alpi plays with the Turkish national team, that's exactly how he plays. He's not playing with a, I'm going to go out there and get mine mentality. Alpi goes out there and he's looking to set other guys up. He's reading the floor. He's surveying. He's waiting to see what the defense does. And then, depending on what the defense does, he makes something happen. Whether that's drawing a foul, whether that's scoring an easy bucket, or whether that's setting up one of his teammates with one of his eight beautiful assists in this game. So, yeah, I, I do think that this next year... Hopefully we see, you know, I, I hope Ime Odoka is like sitting at home with like, a, you know, a, a pen and paper, just taking notes on how the Turkish team uses Alper and Shingun offensively. And I'm sure he has his own ideas about how he wants to utilize him offensively. Again, very similar to that Al Horford-esque role a little bit where you have kind of a point big man, somebody who can run the offense either out of the top of the key or from the elbows or even down on the low block occasionally because Shingun is a significantly better uh, post-up presence than Al Horford is at this stage in their respective careers. It affords Ime a lot of creativity and a lot of flexibility offensively. And when you couple that with the way that we saw Jalen Green in some of the USA uh, select team scrimmage footage and the way that he was being utilized off-ball playing off of a primary ball handler like Cade Cunningham and guys who were taking some of the pressure off of him to where he didn't have to have the ball in his hands attacking downhill constantly every single possession like we saw a majority of this past season, that is going to further open things up for Jalen. It's what we've been begging for for a very long time. Shin Hub. Let's see it. Let's see more Shin Hub. Let's see the offense running through Shingun because good things happen when he touches the ball. I feel like I'm just up on my soap opera box today. Um, where's my, I should have a sound, I should have a Shingun soundbite for that. What do we have? Yeah, I did some bullshit. 
that's that's me over here preaching about Shingun. Um, no, and I did want to I did want to highlight how he looked defensively in this game. Uh, actually, first off, before the defensive side, first off, there was a uh, number two for Poland whose name I never even caught. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he was like listed at seven one or seven two. We got a couple, you know, couple different people in the Rockets Watch chat trying to report back on his height because the entire game we're sitting there. Everybody in Rockets Watch trying to figure out how tall Al P is because it was really hard with a guy who's supposedly 7'1", and Al P was standing next to him and didn't quite look his height. So maybe Al P is 6'11". I don't know. It's it's hard to tell at this point. We need to see Al P like stand. Honestly, I just want to bust out like a piece of measuring tape and just be like, yo, like let's get like an official measurement here because until we have an official reported measurement that we can trust, it's going to be really hard to, to know whether or not he actually grew. I want to believe that he grew, but standing next to the dude that was supposedly seven one seven two, he didn't look uh, like he was a seven footer standing next to him or a six eleven guy. I don't know. It's it's really hard, um, and it's so tough watching the camera angles, all that stuff. Anyways, the defensive side of things for Alpi, there were a few times that he got burned um, defensively. Some you know poor rotations from his team. Nothing super egregious. Um, nothing that you look at and say. There, there was like there was one time where he. Uh, he rotated over and he was trying to stop a drive from the opposing big and it wasn't his man, but he rotated over and he kind of just stood there like he was trying to take a charge, but then the Polish big man, he spun towards the middle and he wound up like doing like a, you know, spinning kind of hook shot layup thing, whatever. And it went in, so it didn't matter. But in that moment, like Al was stood there and, and he wasn't in position to, to he wasn't in position to, really contest the shot at all. He wasn't helping defensively very much. And the worst part was his Alpi's man was wide open. So had the Polish player wanted to just do the little dump off pass to the left, he could have, and it would have been a wide open dunk. Or had he missed the shot, Alpi was not in position to get the rebound or box out his man. So it's like, it's such a small thing in the grand scheme of things, but it's like moments like that where you hope like Ime Odoka sits down on film with Alpi and points out and says, hey, like, look at this possession, right? You're not doing anything of substance here. And in fact, you could have gotten us burned by not having your body on your man and by not being ready to box out. And you were in the wrong place defensively because you were on this side of the play when your man was on this side of the play. So like things like that, right? Overall, though, I mean, he he bit on a couple different pump fakes here and there. But the thing that really stood out to me, and you know, this may not matter as much this season um, because Alp is. I mean, how often are we likely going to see Alper and Shingun and another legitimate big share the floor? Really, the only other legitimate big on this Rockets roster is Jock Landale. And maybe there's a world where Emi Odoka decides he wants to play those two guys together. Uh, at times in tandem with one another, maybe. But what I do want to point out is the fact that Alper and Shingun and Shanley for Turkey do share the floor together, and those are two legitimate bigs that share the floor with one another. And when they are on the floor together, Alp is basically the four. Now, offensively, Shanley is the is the four because he spaces the floor. He's a better three point shooter than Alp, I believe. But defensively. Alp is kind of the four, and that's how they deployed him defensively is Sean Lee would take the bigger assignment on defense, and Alp would actually be kind of stationed off on the wings at times. And there were a few different possessions that he actually made some really good defensive, some defensive plays and some defensive recoveries when he was stationed out on the wing. There was one, for example, where he 
there was a play, there was a play at the top of the key. Pick and roll happens. Shanley's man is rolling to the rim. That was, I believe, number two, the like seven foot one guy for Poland. And LP had to stunt in to tag the roll man, did so, and stopped the roll from happening and actually was able to get back out to his guy on the wing in a pretty decent amount of time. Now, unfortunately, it did result in a foul on the play, but I liked the way that LP was able to move his feet quick enough to get to get in, stop the roll man from getting a free, you know, a free run all the way to the basket, force the pass out to the perimeter. And had he been just like a half step sooner, um, or maybe not even a half step sooner, he probably didn't even need to foul. Had he just funneled the play, funneled the driver into uh, Shanley into his his back line again at that point, because um, that's the whole point about help defense, right? Is you want to if you're going to run somebody off the three point line, right? Funnel them to your next guy, right? That's what the help defense is supposed to be there for. You're supposed to be able to trust that your teammate has their back. You have their back if they get beat by their man, all that stuff. And that's a really tough cover for Al P to have to tag the big man on the roll and then jump back out to the wing all the way from the paint out to the wing to a guy who's be able to attack off the catch and immediately explode out of triple threat and drive towards the basket. That's a really tough cover for Al P, right? But he did a decent job of it. And there were other points where, again, when he's sharing the floor with Shanley as the other big, where he was posted on the perimeter. So I liked kind of how Turkey decided to utilize him a bit on the defensive side of things. Hopefully, and there were there and there were times whether he was the five on the floor or defensively the four on the floor, there were times where they actually were letting him hedge defensively, where he was playing out at more of the level of the screen. They blitzed a couple times. They did a lot more things with Al P defensively, which again, I'm, I'm hoping Ime Odoka's taking notes because it just shows that you don't have to play him any one specific way. He's a much more versatile player than I think Steven Silas ever really gave him credit for. And it's just a shame that we never really got to see any of that explored last year in what was effectively a lost season from game number one. So hopefully there's a bit more creativity on the horizon with Ime Udoka. Hopefully we can see Alper and Shingun and some of the ways that he's being utilized with the Turkish national team be brought back overseas and deployed here when the NBA season starts back up. But we're going to have you covered for all of the FIBA action for your Houston Rockets right here at LOR. So all of the Turkish games, all of the Canadian games, all of the Australian games uh, for Al P, for Dylan Brooks, and for Jock Landale. Whenever any of those three guys are playing games, as well as USA uh, the USA team will be firing those up in Rockets Watch. So want to stay tuned for those. Go check out Rockets Watch. It's free. Go join it. Uh, turn on your notifications, all that good stuff. We always try to yell about it on Twitter whenever we have a room. But that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Drop me your favorite thing from Alperin Shingun's 24-8-8 performance against Poland. Let me know in the YouTube comments your favorite moment from the game, the most, the thing that stood out most about Alpi's play in the game. Let me know in the YouTube comments. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.